0: Welcome to Yes We Do Adopt, a podcast dedicated to the experiences, challenges, and triumphs of adoptive families headed by people of color. My name is Malaika Parker, and I am a Black mama who is parenting through adoption and birth. I also work as the director of the Adoptive Parents of Color Collaborative, which is a project of PACT and Adoption Alliance. PACT is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to serve adopted children of color. In every case, the child is always our primary client. In order to best serve the children's needs, we provide not only adoptive placement services, but also lifelong education and support and community for adoptees and their families on issues of adoption, identity, and race. The Adoptive Parents of Color Collaborative is working to elevate the voices of people of color who are parenting through adoption and foster care. Yes, We Do Adopt is one of the ways that we hope to share our stories. Each episode, I will bring you stories that highlight our voices and perspectives. On today's episode, I welcome Nefertiti Austin, who joins me by phone to talk about her new book, Motherhood So White, which hit bookshelves in fall of 2019. Nefertiti joins me to talk about adoption, Black motherhood, and reclaiming our narratives
1: For
2: joining me today to talk about your amazing new book, Motherhood So White. I really appreciate you taking time out today.
1: Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Um. So your book
2: is coming out later this week. Um. And yeah, I just I'm I'm really excited to talk with you because the work and your writing that you are doing and putting out in the world really complements well. Um the work that we're doing with Adoptive Parents of Color um, and like acknowledging that we exist and talking about um, the nuances of issues and joys and difficulties and all the things that come up in the process of parenting and in the process of parenting through adoption. Um, so can we start off, Nefertiti, with you just kind of telling... The audience a little bit about your book, like what are things you want, you want folks to know the most about this really exciting new work of literature that's
1: out? Well, thank you. Um, I think there are a few things that I'd like for readers to take away. So one, I was raised by my grandparents and in traditional black communities, you don't always go the legal route, so I wasn't formally adopted, but I like to call it my black adoption because my grandparents were, for all intents and purposes, my parents. And so, I think sort of subconsciously, it really set me on the path to feel that I could raise children that I did not give birth to. And I want prospective Black adoptive parents to know that there's no, one way to do things. There's definitely all kinds of ways to make a family. And in our community, our go-to are known entities, uh, relatives, members of our communities, members of our church, churches. And when we go outside of the known, I know in my instance, there were a few eyebrows that were raised and I was able to really kind of ignore that because ultimately I know that we have a history of raising children that we didn't give birth to, raising children who do not look like us, and that, I think, at our core, we are nurturers, and that if that's something that someone wants to do, then adoption should be something that they consider. And I also take a look at racial hierarchies within motherhood, so given the history of our country, the history of Black women serving at capacities as mammies and nannies to white children, it astounds me that in the 21st century, we're still sort of fighting for our place on the parenting rung and, so in, in and so within this hierarchy, Black mothers, we find ourselves often on the bottom because Narratives written by other people have lent themselves to stereotype, and so there is the single black mother, you know, aka the welfare queen, as opposed to the white single mother who is badass because she decided to forego a partner to achieve her family goals. And just taking a look at building community, I was very intentional about adopting my first child, I wanted a black boy and I knew I would have to create a male community for him and that was really important just for his emotional development and so I've been able to do that. And so when My daughter came along, she kind of inherited his male community which has been wonderful because children need everybody. It really does take a village to raise um, children and So I also, I mean, the whole book is not like all super heavy and you need a degree to to get through it. I also just talked about life as a mom and just trying to juggle multiple kids by myself and
2: feeling crazy and leaning very heavily on my village of of friends. The book came about from you writing um, smaller pieces, right? And that is a compilation um, of that work. And when you think about putting this in the world, um, in a world that often doesn't acknowledge the existence of adoptive black parents or adoptive parents who are people who identify people of color. What are your hopes for the impact that your work will have on on that narrative?
1: I think that it will really normalize conversations around adoption in particular and black people Our numbers are not tracked again because we tend to do internal um, family adoptions and so there's this myth that we don't adopt and an article years back you know i essentially was like hello i'm not the first black woman to adopt and there are tons of black people who adopt every single day and we just like white people who adopt our that's our community service that's something that we are choosing to do to support everyone it, it supports the entire community so i hope that my by sharing my story that it will just normalize adoption not only for black people but in mainstream culture that we will not be seen as outliers or somehow we're all special because we've done something that traditionally is attributed to white people so one of the things
2: that uh as an adoptive parent myself um, that I've experienced is um, when people think that I've given birth to all of my children, so parenting four children as yes. a black woman, um, there and, you know, maybe not by myself, right, with all of my kids. Um, there's one particular perspective, which I think you talked about, you touched on, like, oh, she's so overwhelmed, you know, there's all of this, like, this stuff. It's all very deeply rooted in racism um, and then when people find out that I'm an adoptive parent um, then there's this other narrative that plays out It's also deeply racist <laughs> sure. uh, but in a different way and it, um, it plays out in kind of like oh you're such an amazing person you've done amazing charity work um, and you know my response to that is No, actually I'm the one who has benefited right in this scenario Uh, how do you what are some of the things that you hear that you kind of have to push back on uh, now about your family and about who you are um, and kind of that like black woman who's come and saved these children Uh, and then kind of a part two of that like how do you, so when this book comes out, right, there'll be more of that, right? And um, how do you see this, this work as kind of challenging some of that?
1: I definitely get So I'm same-race adoptive parent, my children are black. And to look at us as a family, you would not know that my kids are adopted. So. So first I have to disclose that information. So when it is disclosed or however that that comes out, then I do get a lot of, oh my God, they're so lucky to have you and they're so lucky. They're so lucky. They're so lucky. And I make a point to say, well, no, that's, that's not how this works. And for me, I feel very blessed by my children.
2: handling kind of being out there in the world talking about adoption and your children now becoming like the spokespeople right like your family becomes the spokespeople for what an adoptive family looks like um, have you thought about like how you'll manage that and how you kind of support the breadth of knowledge about what adoptive families look like for people of color um, I know one story is that you included, um, names of folks who, of other folks who have adopted to kind of push back on that, um, unicorn myth, right, that they're, that you're the only My family. Are there other, some other ways that you've thought about, um, pushing back on that once the book is out and, and, folks are kind of all
1: in your business? I know. Well, I had started a book that was a, a compilation of profiles of adoptive Black parents men and women, and I would love to go back and finish that and and create just like a really great book from people all over the country who have adopted it, because we all came to it for different reasons at different times in our lives, and because everyone's story is unique to their experience, I think that it would be wonderful if people could that we're not a monolith. Like, this is how I did it, but my cousin adopted simultaneously, and I went public, she went private, and she was um, probably six or seven years younger than, than me, and there's no way that in my 20s, I could have been anyone's mother, like, for <laughs> so I was not ready, so. But she was, and she had a lot of support from her church. I don't belong to a church, so we have different stories. our we arrived at the same goal, but our paths to get there were different. So I think it would be great to hear other people's paths to adoption. And I hadn't thought of us being the spokesperson, but you raised an interesting point. I changed my kids' names in the books in my book because, I really want them to be able to kind of go about their, their life just being kids and not having to carry that burden. I also didn't include any pictures of them in the book. I've done my best to really kind of protect them. And I've got like older articles where I kind of froze them at four or five and maybe nine. So their, their pictures are out there, but I'm, I'm hoping that that won't fall to them, but you raise a good point and so perhaps I do have a conversation with
2: my son, at least. So, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, one of the things that is really exciting, one of the many things that's really exciting me about your book is that um, you provide an opportunity for there to be more conversations about adoption and um, how complicated um, and um, multi-layered adoption is and and I think for people of color who have adopted, particularly black people who have adopted um, when there's like like we both said in this call that there is a lack of acknowledging that we even exist and then there's also uh, this idea that well once the adoption happens everybody's fine um, and I think it, it that doesn't acknowledge that there's a loss that the children have experienced um, and I've heard you talk about um, really looking for ways to build uh, community around that conversation and looking for ways to kind of deepen the understanding around that and, um, and I you know I've, I've listen to other interviews that you've done and I, I really hear that people who are, you know, kind of learning <laughs> about the world of adoption yes. are really trying to engage in the conversation around it and I, uh, you know, so I just, I really appreciate you elevating that conversation and with the book but also prior articles that you've put out into the world. I think it just really makes a difference and I hope you know that. Um, when you think about, yeah, of course. When you think about um, five years from now, um, and your book is out there in the world, it's been out there for a while. Um, what is, what are a couple of hopes that you have about the impact that your book will make on, um, on the world of parenting um, and the world of adoption? Well, I
1: definitely hope that. It will spur publishers and literary gatekeepers, i.e. agents, to actively seek out mom narratives written by women of color, written by Black moms in particular. And I hope that there will this that there will just be a ton of books available, and that there will be television shows and movies and it would be great to open a magazine and see something either you know photograph images of black adoptive parents or black parents and their children and more genuine diversity within parenting because we are real and we are here and we've been here and we're not going anywhere. And just, again, to normalize that discussion because black mothers have a lot to contribute to the political conversation, policy conversations around childcare, family leave, quality, preschool. I mean, we have so much experience in these areas. Also with regard to helping enhance the public foster care system. And because we have so much to share We need a platform in which to do it. So if my book will be the one that keeps that conversation going or puts it on the larger stage, then I'll feel really good. Like, I did my job. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I appreciate you taking time out to talk with me. Of course. Anytime. Thank
0: you. You can find Nefertiti Austin's book, Motherhood So White, a memoir of race, gender, and parenting in America through most major retailers. For additional information about PACT and Adoption Alliance or about the Adoptive Parents of Color Collaborative, please find our website at www.pactadopt.org. Until next time.